0: At one point during a game, the Little League baseball coach pulled one of his young players aside and asked him, Do you understand what cooperation is? Do you know what a team is, son? And the boy nodded his head. The coach went on, he said, do you understand that, that, that what matters today is not necessarily whether we win, but that we, we play together as a team, do you get that? And he, he nodded his head again. The coach said, so, so, so when a strike is called, or, or you're out at first, you don't argue with the umpire, you don't curse, you don't attack the umpire, you don't yell and scream obscenities, you don't have a bad attitude, do you understand all that, son? Boy nodded his head coach said, good, then go over there and tell your mother. (laughs) I've been talking to you for a few weeks about the power of words, how we use our words, the importance of the use of our words, uh, what we say matters. Uh, Words have, uh, have uh, literally, uh, have much, much power. Um, the bible uh through the bible we see words used uh over and over again uh and and it expresses the 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 power that is or it's it's an illustration of the power of of words uh, it was with words that god spoke creation into existence god spoke and creation happened uh, god wrote the words of his law in stone and and we still have them today the 10 commandments uh, god spoke his 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 will with words to the prophets and to the kings Jesus came to earth and was literally called God's Word, John chapter 1, uh, the Word of God in the flesh. Words are powerful and significant, uh, and, and we have to consider how we use our words. Uh, Proverbs 18, 21, I've, uh, we've, we've looked at this verse before, the tongue has the power of life and death. Words can bring comfort in moments of sadness. They can inspire us to take action. Uh, Words can honor someone for a job well done. Words can make us laugh. They can make us think. They can give good advice. Uh, Words are a big part of how we express ourselves. But words have also caused fights, ruined marriages, broken friendships, started wars. If we say that two people exchanged words, it's not always a good thing, right? Not usually a good thing. So if, if the words that we use are so powerful and they can bring life or death, it, it seems like we as the people of God should be concerned about how we're using our words. We should care if we're using them well or not. And, and if we're not using them well, then, then we should, we should find out why we're not using them well and, and, and work on that. Allow God to, to fix that in our lives. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And and again, this is kind of the heart of the whole, the whole series. Uh, what we say, what comes out of our mouths, is really just coming from our heart. Or uh, I guess another way to say that is from our character, who we are on the inside, and that comes out through what we say. And so our words are just a barometer of what's inside of us. How we speak is a great indicator of areas where we need to improve our character. And so if we are evaluating the words that we use, it, it can point rather significantly to issues that maybe need to be dealt with in our character. And so uh, last month, uh, we looked se- uh, at, at several ways that people misuse their words, right? Uh, negative speech, we looked at criticism and, and gossip and complaining. And, and we saw that, that those things are rooted in selfishness. Uh, trying to get our own way, lift ourselves up by putting others down, and and a lot of times uh, complaining and criticizing and gossiping is really just all about trying to promote me and demote you, or uh, trying to lift myself up uh, so that by by putting others down. I I, I hope that uh, that through this process you're allowing God to change you, not just to change a few habits here and there about what you say and oh stop that that's great, but hopefully you're allowing God to change your character on the inside. Uh, Remember that that psalm, I hope you've been continuing to pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Today I'd like to address an issue that is is pretty common and may seem like no big deal these days. You hear it all the time. Many people uh, don't even hardly seem to think about it. It's, It's the issue of misusing the name of God. I have a little bit of experience here because over the years there have been many instances when people have misused my name. Without thinking it, people have the audacity to utter the phrase for Pete's sake. (laughs) Right? And I always say, well, don't do it for my sake. I mean, you do it it for whatever reason you want. Don't do it for my sake. I have actually... Uh, decided not to get mad anymore when someone misuses my name like that, and just interjects me into a sentence without even thinking. And instead, I, I'd like to kind of speak into that a little bit, and I've been trying for the last several years to instigate a texting campaign. Uh, you know, they, they have all these shortcuts in the texting, because typing with your thumbs for some reason is is hard uh well, it is for me, but um uh you guys are just g- good at it i'm sure but 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 uh, you know instead of typing the the, the whole word y o u uh you can just put a u right because it's shorter and easier and l o l laughing out loud right uh let 's see r o t f l you know that one rolling on the floor laughing right some of you just didn't know that one until right now. It's good. Maybe we should have just done a whole series on, on the uh, texting. But anyway, so I'd like to speak into that space a little bit. And maybe you want to you want to start adopting some of this. But I'm thinking a great way to express frustration. You're, you're typing and you're, oh, my goodness, uh, can't believe this is going. Not complaining, obviously. No, you wouldn't want to do that because there was a sermon about that a few weeks ago. But you're expressing frustration. And so you can type FTLOP. For the love of Pete. For the love of Pete. I've been pushing this for quite a few years now, and it doesn't seem to be catching on too much, uh, but, but you could help change that. So I, I, I think, actually, I think that's a great, a great uh, uh, substitute for, uh, for one acronym, texting acronym, that seems to be all over the place, and uh, that's the texting, that's OMG, right? Comments like, oh my God, and my Lord, and God, and Jesus Christ, and attaching curse words to them should never come through the lips of the people who say they love God. Why not? Just, just words, right? Well, the biggest reason why not is that it's number three in the top ten. Right, the big, the big top ten there in, uh, in Exodus chapter 20 when God says these are the most important things you need to do. Uh, do this, don't do this, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Number three is you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Exodus 20 verse 7. I know that it's just accepted these days and I, and I know that we hear it all the time and I know that it's just a few words and, and most people, people don't really mean anything by it. But just because people aren't following a command of God does not change the command of God. And the fact that they don't mean anything by it is actually kind of the point. Just flippantly using the name of God. William Shakespeare in Romeo and Juliet asked the, the, uh, the famous question, what's in a name that which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet to translate english to english that means (laughs) shakespeare is saying ah what you can call something anything it doesn't change the essence of who it is what it what it is you just uh you know you could call it a rose you could call it whatever it's it's still a rose what is in a name i mean it's again it's it's just a word or two The issue is, it's the God behind the name. And that's where the importance lies. Invoking God's name flippantly disrespects God. The the name of God is sacred. It is holy. It has power. The name of God represents the very power and person of God. And so his name is not to be misused or misrepresented. The Orthodox Jews in the Bible, in Bible days would, would not utter the name of God at all. They, they, they wouldn't even say uh, the, 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 the word in the chance that they might be misusing it in some way. They, maybe they didn't even, uh, they, they had no intention of misusing the name of God, but so that they wouldn't ever misuse the name, they never even said it. Instead of saying God or the Lord in their language, they would they would refer to God as the Almighty or the One Above or uh, the word Hashem, which, mean, which means the name. So they would refer to God just say instead of saying Oh God, uh, the name, uh, the Almighty wants us to do. The logic was if if I'm if I'm not saying God's name at all, then I'm not misusing God's name at all. Uh, Over the years, uh, Bible transcribers. Uh, would would take great care concerning the name of God now for for uh, about a century and a half uh from uh from the time of Christ well even back beyond that many centuries uh the old testament and then into the new testament and then really up until the 1400s when the printing press was invented the way that that the bible was expressed was either people telling each other about it or they would need to copy it they would write it down and so they were scribes they learned how to write and write well and then they would they would copy literally tr- uh, the, the 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 words of scripture so that there would be more copies and and so transcribers, uh, literally, uh, uh, at times, uh, from from what I've read, there were times when one transcriber would write, uh, they come to the name of God in this in the text, and rather than write it in a way that might be uh, disrespectful or or not write it well, they would write one letter, and then another scribe would come in and write the next letter, and another scribe would come in, and until they had written out that name for God, so that none of them could be accused of ever misrepresenting. The name of God. At other times, uh, they they say that uh, that, that there was uh, that when when a scribe would come to to the name of God, uh, he would rise from his work table, he would go and wash, change his clothes, then pick up a brand new quill which had never been used before, and then he would write the name of God. And they would repeat that every time, sometimes several times in a single verse, when they'd come across the name of God. Get up, go and wash, change clothes, brand new quill, write the name of God. Uh, now, I'm not saying that that's not over the top, okay? It sounds pretty over the top. But, but I'm simply illustrating what a long way we've come. Respect, admiration, and awe, it's just not there many times even among the people of God, many times even in the church. The Bible from cover to cover holds up God and his name as wonderful and powerful. Respecting God's name was part of what it meant, has always meant to respect God himself. Uh, just a, a few, just a, a brief uh, illustration of, of uh, several of these scriptures today. Psalm chapter 20 verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Psalm 102 15, The nations will fear the name of the Lord. All the kings of the earth will revere your glory. Psalm 124, verse 8, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Proverbs 18, 10, the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. James 5, 14, is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church and pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Psalm 8, 1, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Philippians 2, 10, verses 10 and 11, talking about at the end of time, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There is power in that name. Matthew 6, 9, this then is how you should pray. You've heard this before, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy be your name. Then there's a story from, from the early church in Acts chapter 4, when Peter addressed the Pharisees after he and John had been arrested for, for, for healing the, the crippled beggar outside of the, the, the synagogue and spreading the, 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 the gospel in that area and so Peter and John were were arrested and then Peter uh, got a chance to to address his accusers in Acts chapter 4 beginning in verse 8 and he says this uh, well it says this then Peter filled with the holy spirit said to them rulers and elders of the people if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who is lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Here's here's the crux of it all. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be Saved. No other name, Jesus, God. No other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Salvation is found in no one, nothing else but the name above all names. And now we invoke that name when such someone cuts us off in traffic or we bite into a great burger or we hear a bit of juicy gossip or we see a cool remodeling job on TV the name that saves souls for all eternity flippantly misused I, I know maybe you haven't thought this is a big deal this is a big deal it is it is a big Deal There is no place in the life of a follower of God for the misuse of god 's holy name, and if we truly love God with all of our hearts and if we respect and honor Him and if He is dear to us and if we know how powerful He is, then we will hold Him and we will hold His name in high regard you know we've we 've hit several topics uh, and uh, and we 're going to hit some more in this series and I actually had uh, uh, initial plans that this sermon was going to hit several topics and we were going to talk about several different things this was one of them and then we but i i really felt like i needed to to stay here for a little while because it's a big deal I, I've, I i i wanted to spend some significant time today on this topic alone because we probably don't talk about it enough or take it as seriously as we should and I think that many times we get more upset over people using obscenities or bad words than we do with them misusing the holy name of God, the God who loves us and the God who has forgiven us and has provided for our redemption. And His name is just thrown out there. Those, those obscenities, those curse words, certainly they're offensive. We're going to talk about that next week. But, but they're nothing compared to misuse of the name of your loving, holy, awesome, majestic, powerful God. Don't take this lightly. Now, I'm sure there are many of you today who who, who make it a habit of not using God's name in vain, uttering that. And you're saying, well, pastor, I I never, never would think of that. I think this goes beyond just, and I know this is a sermon on the power of words, but it goes beyond just the words that we utter. Uh, This actually extends uh, to, uh, well, I I think uh, it extends to the whole conversation of reputation. Someone's name, someone's good name, right? The, The name of God, the reputation of God. I think that one way that we are guilty of taking God's name vain, in vain is when we call ourselves followers of God, but we live like the world. In, in that sense, we, can, we, we, we think of God's name as, as his reputation, and through the years there have been some pretty dark times when the people of God did not act as though they were the people of God, and God's reputation took a hit. Ezekiel 36 and through the Old Testament we see it time and time again the people of God they come back to him then they fall away and uh, they get they get punished for it they come, well one such uh, thing God is talking through the uh, the, the the prophet Ezekiel in th- Ezekiel 36 19 through 21 he says this I dispersed them the Israelites among the nations and they were scattered through the countries I judged them according to their conduct and their actions and wherever they went among the nations they profaned my holy name For it was said of them, these are the Lord's people, and yet they had to leave his land. God says, I had concern for my holy name, which the people of Israel profaned among the nations where they had God. God had concern for his holy name because his people were profaning it, not so much by saying OMG, but by calling themselves God's followers while they were living like the devil. And that is a big way that we profane or misuse or take in vain the name, the reputation of God. Down through history, we 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 can see this in things like the Crusades or the corruption in the Catholic Church that Martin Luther fought against, or or. Uh, even as, as we look at uh, maybe uh, leaders in our present day who, who are uh, leaders and, and perhaps even pastors and yet they, uh, they, they have a moral failure and it brings God's reputation down, right? It happens when people like you and I say we love Jesus but we don't live like it. It pushes people away from him. It profanes the name of the Lord. So when I say I'm following Jesus, but I don't talk like it, or I don't react like he would, or I'm mean-spirited, or I'm impatient, or or when I don't love others as I should, that's actually a misuse of the name of God going against the commandment number three in the top ten list there in Exodus 20. Don't misuse the name of the Lord. I'm misrepresenting God when I do that misusing his name. I'm calling myself one of his, and I'm not acting like it. And it's a ding to his reputation, and it's a big deal. And I want us to sense that this is not just, hey, don't do this, and so I'm going to follow the letter of the law and not say those words. I think that 's where the uh, the old time Orthodox Jewish uh, folks got it wrong uh, because they said well we 're just not going to say the name at all we 're just going to use other names for God and we 're just going to follow the letter of the law we 're not going to say God or Lord or or anything like that we 're just going to refer to god and in that sense they weren't misusing the name the, the The point is not just to avoid evil, right? The point is to do good, not just to avoid evil but to to do good we 're not just to avoid the misuse of god 's name, we are to praise. God's name we are to glorify the Lord we are to lift him up we are to praise God and who he is and what he has done and what he is doing and what he will do his praise should be as scripture says continually on our lips this isn't just about don't do this it's man if your life is full of worship and praise you won't you won't even think about doing that because you're not only saying the words of praise to God you're living it out and and you're part of what God is doing in this world We are to praise God's name. Again, from, from, from cover to cover in scripture, uh, the Bible talks about this. Psalm 34 verse three, glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Psalm 69, 30, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Psalm 86, 12, I will praise you, Lord my God. With all of my heart, I will glorify your name forever. First Chronicles 16, 8, give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Job 121, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Psalm 30, verse 4, sing the praises of the Lord, you His faithful people. Praise His holy name. Psalm 140, verse 13, surely the righteous will praise your name and the upright will live in your presence. Isaiah 25, verse 1, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago Hebrews 13:15 Through Jesus therefore let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise the fruit of lips that openly profess his name It's not just about not profaning the name of God mis- uh, not misusing the name of God it's using his name well glorifying the Lord I love Psalm 113 verse 3 and there are hundreds of others From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. In other words, every day, everywhere, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Not profaned, not misused, not drugged through the mud, not uh, uh, dinging his reputation. Every day, everywhere, praise the name of the Lord. And if we're doing that, we, we won't denigrate his name. We won't misuse his name. We won't speak his name without thinking. We won't use it as a curse. The name of the Lord is praise.